listening to the Laughing Couple podcast with your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. Join them weekly as they discuss topics such as relationships, kids, sex, parenting, all unfiltered and all with a healthy dose of laughter. Please welcome your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. Howdy doody. Let's just start the podcast without uh, any diddles. I feel like I was listening to some hey, of our episode diddle. and we're all like, <laughs> like there's always something weird at the beginning. Hey, little diddle. What are we, what are we, uh, let's get like, what are we talking about right this week? Give them a little of a rundown as if this was a paper. What is the index? Is that what it's called? I have no idea. The table of I contents? I never wrote papers. Table of contents. Contents. Context? Contents. Contents. What's I'm, contained in this paper is the table of contents. I did well in English. You did really well in English. I actually really did. I didn't. No, but now you're an incredible writer. Thanks. My teachers hated me. Thanks. That is correct. My teachers hated me. Remember uh-huh, that pink song? Uh-huh. We were always in a fight. This podcast is about a couple of things, but one of the primary focuses that we're going to discuss today is same Oh, no. Opposite sex friendships. Are you yeah. okay with it? Your spouse. Your spouse. Yeah. I guess, I guess yeah, you're okay with it. <laughs> Is your spouse okay with it? And are you okay with your spouse having an opposite sex relationship yes. friendship? And what's the dynamics there? Maybe not even opposite. Let's, let's broaden it out. The sex that they're attracted to. Mm, absolutely. I right? like that better. Yeah. Um, but first. I, mean, I love you, Brittany. And but. you're annoying. So first of all, I acknowledge the fact that, um, <clears throat> I do, I acknowledge the fact that the summer has been very difficult on you. You're managing your work and the children. Oh, I already know what it is. While I come upstairs, close the door and work. Correct. There's no doubt about it. This summer has been very difficult on you. Right. The issue that I have with, with you, um, <laughs> inside that is sometimes when I'm finished work yeah, and I've had a long day. I've had a stressful day, right. a very long day, mm-hmm. a very stressful day sometimes. I'll come downstairs and it's as if your stress has trumped my stress. Mm. And instead of talking to me, mm-hmm. you project on me mm. how you're feeling throughout the day as yeah. if I was the reason why that all happened. Cooper's loud. Riley's loud. I come downstairs. I haven't done anything. And I feel like the stress of the children all day and right. all the other stuff that you're going on. You don't really talk to me. Mm. You kind of talk at me. And it's not in a demeaning way. It's more in an authoritative way. And it makes me feel like I'm a child. And I don't like that. Do you want to know why I do it? Because I'm a child. Because you're a stupid fucking idiot. No, no, uh, I definitely will take ownership in that. Like, I feel like my emotions are like they've hit that like peak of me trying to micromanage all of the things at the same time. If I swear to God, if you correct me with the use of micromanage, <laughs> I fucking cannot right now. <sighs> Anyway, you manage, you manage for sure. I, the stuff that you have to oh manage. I honestly like, I can't right now. I'm just saying. Okay, cool. Keep yeah, going. yeah, I definitely will be like snippy for sure. A hundred percent. It's not just snippy. It's not the snippiness. I get the snippiness, right? Because we're all a little snippy. I don't, 
I don't historically do very well with people be talking down to me. Yeah, I, and I, I don't historically do really well with people like talking aggressively at me because mm-hmm. it puts me in a defensive position right away. And I feel like if I haven't done anything wrong, I don't need to be in a, possess- a defensive I position. I totally understand that. I also and, think that you have to remember that you come down sometimes and you are also in like a shit mood. Well, if yeah, you've had yeah, a headache and like then my back is up immediately and I'm like, whoa, absolutely sure. I just, not. What I'm saying is I just I feel like it's been happening a lot lately oh yeah i think that i'm just at a point right now where i'm trying to mom i'm trying to clean the house and i'm trying to work in this house all at the same time yeah i understand at the end of the day i'm just like i'm super jealous that i don't have that space to to work to close the door yes right right so when you come down i'm kind of like fucking (laughs) i totally get it like i said that's why i started it off i get why it is the way that i feel like like those reasons kind of so there's like a generosity in my listening and yet it it actually makes me like angry hmm. what's your if i love you and you're annoying if you could kill with a look i think that you, i would have just been murder winked my what's a murder i love wink? you like hey murder wink did you know what's never, that are you kidding no is that like oh my god what's murder wink is it dark there under the rock you've been living under? No, 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 no. Oh no, my no. God. No. Murder Wink, are you kidding? For the 12, no, there's not 13. For the 13 gentlemen that listen to this podcast. Oh my God, I, Ryan. Murder Wink doesn't exist. I cannot, Nobody's ever heard of it. I cannot wait to pull this on stories. What's the game? The game is everyone closes their eyes in the classroom. Okay. <laughs> this is. I'm pretty sure Everyone I did this in a basement the, one time no, with a bunch of no, kids no, at a birthday no, no. party. <laughs> Everyone closes their eyes. It was sexual. Okay? The teacher taps the murderer on the head. Okay. So everyone's eyes are closed, right? This is called heads up seven up, Brittany. No, no it's not. Could you listen, please? Yeah. So if you're tapped, you know that you're the murderer. Okay. So the teacher walks around, blah, 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 taps somebody and then says, okay, everyone open your eyes. Then everyone's staring at one another and the murderer kills you by winking at you. And so you have to die a dramatic death after you are killed. But everyone else, if you think that you've caught the murderer and you know and you know who it is, you say like, the murderer is like Kathleen. And then if it is Kathleen, that person like wins. If it's not Kathleen, you did. You lose. I don't think they play this game in schools anymore. uh, Yeah, they do. I I used to teach it. We used to play in drama all the time. It's been a long time. No, no, it hasn't. Yeah, I don't think they play this game. Literally, I taught it last year. I will say this. That game sounds awesome. It is because you you're did not teach this last year. Last year was pure COVID. You didn't work one teaching yes, I shift did. last year. Yes, I did. I worked in January. You taught Murder Wink. Yes, I did. It's a it's a classic drama game. Nobody's ever heard of. Oh my Murder god! Wink. Whatever. I cannot Great wait to pull game, this. Though. Great game. Great game. You do. Let's get into the podcast. So we're talking about how you feel about your partner having a friendship with a person male or female or whatever that they would be attracted to. Right. So for our purposes, let's just say males for me, females for you, because it's going to be easier to talk right. about for us. Okay. It's generalizing. Yeah, for sure. But, but just whatever, apply it to whatever your Whatever place own. you're in. Yeah. Apply it to your be own Be in your situation. own place. Um, if you're attracted to someone of the opposite sex, go that way. If you're attracted to someone of the same sex, go that way. Yeah. I feel funny about this because I feel like we have similar opinions on it, yet they're double standard. Yeah. 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 They probably are. Yeah. They probably are a double standard. <laughs> For me, I, I have always known you to, um, like you've been working 
in essentially like the umbrella under sales. It just, the, the career kind of has changed and developed throughout the years. You've moved in different directions, but it's always been a sales role essentially, yeah, the, right? The basic of it is sales. And in your role, you have a lot of relationships um, with women when, t- when, especially when you were doing uh, that. The multi-level marketing stuff. Yeah, but no, no, no. The, um, the course when you were doing your um, self-improvement, like when you were doing Landmark. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you developed these very strong relationships with men and women. Um, it, they're the exact same relationships, but they were very deep and intense because you guys were holding each other accountable in your life. You really just want to better I still do it. that. Yeah, I, I, still I know do you that. do. Yeah. Have you ever had an embarrassing BO moment? I sure have. Like the time I thought the teenage boy beside me at the grocery store stunk only to get in my car and realize it was me. (laughs) Embarrassing. But we've got the solution. Lumi whole body deodorant. Say goodbye to BO worries forever. Unlike some other deodorants, Lumi is powered by mandelic acid, a game changer for 72 hour odor control everywhere. It was inspired by patients' concerns about private part odor. Six years on and with over 300,000 five-star reviews, Lumi keeps us confident from head to toe. Plus, it's seriously safe anywhere on your body. Pits, thigh folds, belly buttons. Don't forget under boobs and vulvas. Yes, this is true. Plus butt cracks and feet. Created by an OBGYN, Lumi is clinically proven to block odor for up to 72 hours. Baking soda free, paraben free, and with fresh scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, and toasted coconut. And for new customers, the Lumi Starter Pack has you covered with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, and free shipping. Don't miss out. As our special offer, you get $5 off Lumi Starter Packs with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. That's right. Over 40% off your starter pack when you visit lumideodorant.com and use code TLC. That's L-U-M-E deodorant.com. Control your body odor anywhere with Lumi. I love starting my day off with a breakfast that makes me feel good. This also involves waking up before my kids to have those quiet moments of peace before the chaos. Absolutely. And Magic Spoon is perfect for that. No artificial ingredients, natural flavors, and zero artificial coloring. Plus, it's great for various lifestyles, whether you're gluten-free, soy-free, or just want to add some more protein. And the variety pack is amazing with flavors like cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. So nostalgic. My favorite has to be frosted. It's like a guilt-free treat with zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four to five grams of net carbs per serving. Wholesome ingredients, no artificial flavors or dyes. It's a game changer. So if you're looking for a tasty breakfast, quick snack, or an easy meal, Magic Spoon's got you covered. Head to magicspoon.com slash TLC and don't forget to use the code TLC at checkout to save $5 off your order. And here's the best part. If you don't love it, Magic Spoon has a 100% happiness guarantee. They'll refund you your money, no questions asked. Try a delicious bowl of Magic Spoon cereal today at magicspoon.com slash TLC. Use code TLC to save $5. A big thanks to Magic Spoon for sponsoring this episode. But... I have, I've been used to this with you. Like I absolutely know your heart and your passion and your charisma. Like that's just who you are. I've never really had a problem with it because I think it's not like new to me. And you've always been very open with these conversations and these friendships. Right. And I, and I don't think there's anybody that you talk to that I wouldn't really mind us like the people in the course that I wouldn't really know except for Carol. Like in the, I've never, I've never spoken to Carol. Carol. 
but she's Gotta find Carol. But you guys have like a working relationship, right? right? Um, for me and you, I it doesn't bother me. I think there are. If it were to bother me, and this is kind of a recent thing. <laughs> hypothetically, if it were to bother me, this is why it would bother me and I hate you. No, but hypothetically, if you were to talk to somebody who I maybe wasn't 100% trusting or didn't know that well, then I would have a problem with it. Right. And that doesn't necessarily come down to you. It's it's them. But I think that they're like it's all about communication. I think the biggest struggle that we have collectively – as a, as husband and wife is both of us are what I would I would deem our level of communication is very flirtatious. Yeah, we're flirtatious people for sure. Like we don't we're not flirts. Yes. But we're flirtatious. There's a big difference. We joke around, we mm-hmm. we um I don't even know how to describe it, but we're we're very animated mm-hmm. in our in our communication with other people. We we dive deep into relationships in terms of communication with other people. We ask funny questions, but we we are really truly flirtatious people. And I find that that's probably the biggest struggle for me is and this is going to what you're saying is when you don't know the other person mm-hmm. and maybe if there if there's a lack of trust with that other person they may you may feel like they are feeling like the flirtation that is occurring means something right well it's all about interpretation right like maybe they're interpreting your or my charisma as more than what we know that we act for in front of everyone. And I think the biggest thing is like when we, when our, per, our personalities are flirtatious and our friend groups know that about us because we're usually together and we're joking around and just being, and I think the word flirtation might be the wrong word. Um, just because I think it has this, um, like people expect that you're flirty. Like it's hard to separate the two. I don't know if that's the best word. I would just say like very, very charismatic, very charming. Right. Yeah, but I think the cool thing about, uh, I'll talk about myself for a second is how I talk to women mm-hmm. is how I talk to men. It's Just how, how I talk to everybody. hundred percent. But if the I person- want people, I, I really, truly, deeply desire people around me to yeah. feel welcomed, uh, comfortable. Mm-hmm. And, but I think that's where it gets messy because if somebody doesn't know that that's how you are and that's how you do speak to everyone the room for interpretation is where it could potentially become uncomfortable, right? right? Like you're kind of like, okay, like we were talking to somebody, this was a few years ago. And I remember you, uh, you were, I'm not going to name the name, but I remember you talking to them and it was work related. They had a service they were providing and you were just how you are. And then somebody else had told you that she said that you were being yes. really flirty. Do you know who I'm talking about? I know exactly who yeah. you're talking about. And then about. you were like, this is super weird. Yep. Because I'm not like that at all. And then she somebody started- said, somebody said to this person who yeah. is a friend of mine, you got to watch out for Ryan Ostafi. You can't trust him. And she said, why is that? He is super, super flirty. And this is who, like this person who is telling your friend yes. is the one that you were talking to about the service that right. they provided where you were like, yeah, yeah. And then the person who was hearing this, you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like this is, I know Ryan, like, what are you talking about? Right. Absolutely. And then they told you this. Right. And then that eliminated the ability for that person to provide that service for us. Yes. For us. Yeah. Because, well, the last thing I want is for someone to think that my being nice is I want to get in your pants. <laughs> 
And then the best part is, is like we're, we talked, we talked to this person now. Yeah. Later. Way later, like years later, she started, I think she started following me and like, she realized that it wasn't, it wasn't like that. And like, then they got to know us right? and it was totally different. But again, that is where there's that gray area. And if you don't know a person's um, mannerisms, idiosyncrasies, whatever, there is a slippery slope that could go wrong. I, I agree. I agree. Now, here's where it kind of gets flipped and a little a, bit. Yeah. So I, and this is where it comes a little double standardish, and mm-hmm. I might sound like a Neanderthal in this conversation, and I understand that I might th- sound like a Neanderthal in this conversation, but I bet you I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. When a man flirts with a woman versus when a woman flirts with a man, they're not the same things. Mm-hmm. They're not. And this is going to sound archaic, I know, dinosaurish, but it's not the same. Mm -hmm. A woman flirting with a man creates openness. It creates opportunity. It creates whatever you want to talk about. A man flirting with a woman, it's a conversation Mm. as far as I'm concerned. And I don't know how to say that. I I don't really get what you're saying. If a woman was flirting with me, there, and I'm not this. Let's say, let's say I'm single, okay. and a woman's flirting with me. Right. The openness and the opportunity for sex presents itself. If a man is flirting with a woman, it's just a conversation until that flirtation gets reciprocated. Okay. Women control sex. Okay. In terms of uh, mutual agreement to have sex. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about the, the bad stuff. Yeah. Right. I'm talking about a mutual agreement between two parties to have right. sex with each other. Sure. The woman controls that. Okay. If a woman says no, it's no. Yeah. If a woman says yes, it's probably yes. Mm-hmm. So when a woman opens herself up in a flirtatious role, it presents the opportunity for the conversation to go towards that. Right. It doesn't mean that same thing when a man flirts with a woman. Not unless the woman flirts back. Yes, but I think that it doesn't mean that in maybe in a man's mind, but you have no idea how a woman is interpreting that. Like they could like what we've experienced. They could be like, whoa, like pump the brakes. I feel like this is flirting and I'm not open to that. Like I thought this was just a conversation. So in like she just might not express that. Maybe she's just like, like not addressing it. Right. So I get it. All I'm saying is this. And we're talking about how do I feel versus how do you feel? I know you to be a flirtatious person. Yeah. Well, do I have any male friends that you don't know that I aren't? Kn- no, that's I, I, like zero. Zero. <laughs> right. But this is actually, this strengthens the point, right? Because if you had a male friend that you like, so let's say for instance, back in your teaching days, yeah. right? Sometimes often friendships are created out of similarities, workplaces, uh, common ground. So I meet a lot of my female friends when I'm doing personal development stuff, right? Because I'll go into a personal development course that has females in it. I'll get to know those females because we're all doing the same thing. So it makes sense that we become friends through our experiences. So in the work world, let's say hypothetically, you were to meet a a teacher friend of yours, who is a male, I would very quickly want to know who this male is. Well, you it, it's because you have that trigger of like there sh- obviously I share a lot in common with this person. So it's like they're your your work wife, your work husband because like that joke and that title is used all the time because you are close to this person of the opposite sex or whatever because you're in the same field. Right. I totally get that. Um I also think that it says me as a human being personally, I am not 
I, I'm pretty chill in terms of like jealousy. Like I really am pretty chill. I, like thinking about all of the relationships you have, a lot of women I'm telling you right now would not be okay with how many girls and women that you speak to. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That that too. Yeah. (laughs) You speak to, um, because I, I, I'm just, I'm super comfortable in, in myself and I'm even more comfortable and trustworthy with us. Like Ryan and I have this weird, like we've always said, if we ever feel like someone, one of us is catching feelings about somebody else or things are not good, we will literally be like, Hey, I don't think this is working. We need to tell, like, we need to figure our shit out before one of us would go and cheat, whether that's emotional cheating or whether that's physical cheating. Like I know I could, I could never cheat. I've never cheated on anybody. I just like have too big of a conscience to do that. Like it would literally eat me alive. And I think that we've both had this conversation. Like we could, it would be too, way too heavy. Right. To do that. So I think for me though, I think with respect to our relationship, it's a little easier and I'm, I'm, I'm generalizing this. I might not be right. You can correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's a little easier for you to accept the relationships that I have with other women because from day one, I've had those from day one, since you've known me, you've known those relationships were present in my life. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like that's the baseline from which I operate. If I were to change and then like my, if my baseline was, I don't talk to women, then all of a sudden I'm talking to a Mm -hmm. woman that would be like, Whoa, something's changed here. (laughs) Trigger, trigger, trigger. Where I think for us, yes, you've always had friendships with guys, but the friendships you've had with males since I've been in the picture have all been with my friends. Yeah. And like, that's a huge thing. Like right now, you, I think we also have to remember we're talking about like a, uh, my male friends are friends of ours. Right. That's right? what like I just said. The wife. No, hold on. <laughs> but like the, what I'm leading is what I'm leading to is I think it would be very strange if I had a really close male friend who was single. Yeah. If you had a super close female friend. Well, that I actually, do. yeah, they do. But it, like. It is a weird double standard. Like, I think that I wouldn't be talking to a single. Why the hell would I talk to like a single guy right now? Like, unless I'm working with them, like it would make no sense unless we had a working relationship. I don't think that friendship needs to be formed. It could have been in my past for sure. Maybe there it like came from work. But right now, it it, those are red flags for me. Like, why do you need those friendships? Right, And that's what I'm getting at. Like, for me, it's like. If if your if your baseline from which you operate doesn't involve talking to single men, yeah. then all of a sudden you start talking to single men. It's inevitable, like Thanos, mm-hmm. it's inevitable. <laughs> it's inevitable that I'm going to I'm going to question that. Like yeah. why seek the conversation of another man, let alone a single man? What is it that you're going to get gain or benefit from that? Like I'm very big into intentionality. So yeah. what's the intention behind that conversation and what does it serve and who does it serve? And so if, right. if you change And all of a sudden it's like, whoa, whoa, who is this guy? I'm going to want to know about it. Now, let me ask you this question. How do you deal with when you know your partner, right? I know you, you know me. There is times where you'll see me talking to somebody and you know that I'm my normal, innocent, flirty way. Mm -hmm. But you also can see when there's attraction. Mm. How do you handle attraction when you know that your partner is because listen, guys, we're humans. We are attracted to other people. Right. 
how do you deal with attraction when you know that I'm talking to someone who I'm never going to cheat on you. And I think mm. you know that, but it, it's, it, it does change the dynamics when they're good looking, right, right. when they're charming, yeah. when they're absolutely all up in the exact same way that I am. I think it depends on the setting. Like we, when, when the world was open, we would go out with friends and I would, this happened all the time. Like I would see you across the bar and if someone is flirting with you, I would like, I'd kind of giggle and I would laugh because I'd be like, man, like still got it. Still got it. Right. That shit doesn't bug me. That's almost like a, a proud, like, you know, let him have it. Let him have those whatever. And then it gets to a point where like. When I'm doing shots off of her chest. <laughs> <laughs> when you guys like start making out, I feel like I have to like intervene. Yeah. No, when it's. I think it just, it hit, it, it gets to a point where, um, you have to be respectful of one another. Like say you're talking to this broad for like an hour. I'd be like, well, this is not super great. Like have your moment. Amazing. And I think it's the same as us. Like if you saw me and a guy wants to buy me a drink, you're like, make sure you get two because I also would like one. And I'm right. like, absolutely. But it depends $9 on this. It depends drink. on this. Why, it, why not get one from me? It depends on the setting. If I see, say we, there's new people in the neighborhood and we start having barbecues and whatever. And there's somebody who every time they're there, I find that you're like gravitating towards and you outwardly flirt with in front of me. I'd be like, absolutely not because it's in my, it's in my, um, circle. Right. And that's, I feel like that's just a respect thing. Yeah. For me, I shut down. Yeah, yeah. I shut down and I start to observe and then I start having internal dialogues that go yeah, on in my good. head. It's not good. Like I, I'll, I'll admit of the two of us, I am by far the more aggressive, for sure. jealous type. Absolutely. Well, I have no, and that's just I because no I don't friends. trust men. I have no friends. <laughs> well, neither do I. Like, and that's the thing. Like, I just I, don't trust men. I don't have, not that I don't trust men, but I don't have a need to have these relationships in my life. Like I don't seek you're my best friend. So, uh, thanks babe. You know, my whole thing is like, I, I just know, I know men well enough. Now I know there's a lot of women that are out there as well. I'm sure that do this, but predominantly uh, there's this like man code, boy code that if you're friends with somebody, you leave their partner alone. Mm -hmm. But if you're not friends with them, there is no code. Right. The bro code is sorry, bro. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And so there's no, if there's no loyalty on both parties for me, I, um, I shut down. Mm -hmm. I definitely shut down. I back up and I observe and, but I will say this, um, I've gotten much better at communicating with you while, while it's happening. Mm -hmm. For sure. Not that I'm shutting it down, but like, and again, I, I talk about generosity. I have a generous listening to the fact that, and an understanding of the fact that, oh, of course, that's a good looking guy. Like mm -hmm. we've got guys in our backyard right now that are doing, that are doing our landscaping mm -hmm. and they're all better looking than me. Mm -hmm. They're all taller than me and they're all in better shape than me. Oh so, you know, it, it's not an easy thing when you're talking to them, but mm -hmm. at the same token, I, I, at the end of the day, I know you mm -hmm. and I trust you. Yeah. It's still a thought that enters my head like, God damn it. Got it. Like I should be doing some sit-ups right now. You're just going to work out outside just right beside them. I'm going to make sure I stand on the stoop every <laughs> single time. So you're a little bit taller. A little bit taller. Still, well, those, those still shorter, are, but a little bit taller. A, it's a juicy conversation. And I think it's, I think it's uh, one that behooves a couple to speak about because there might be feelings that you wouldn't know or really get to talk about 
that your other, your other person might be experiencing. Like it's something that it just happens, right? It's a good conversation to be like, what are your thoughts on this? Like what bugs you? What are the boundaries? Boundaries are huge, huge, right? Like I accept this and this, but please do not do this. Like I find that very disrespectful or whatever it is, but I think it's a good conversation. And I think it's the respect. I think that comes down to the big thing is, is, is what is, because so many, so many things that we have rules that we have are unspoken rules that people break all the time. And you don't, sometimes you don't even realize they're a rule until it's broken. And then you're like, oh, fuck no. The second you have an, oh, fuck no, that you know, you haven't spoke to your partner about, you can't put that on them. No. Now, if they cheat on you, that's kind of just an unspoken rule (laughs) across the board. You never told me. Oh, I never knew you wouldn't be into that. (laughs) But respect is a huge thing. If your partner feels that they're respected, the the ability to be yourself around other people, because that's who I am. I'm flirtatious. You're flirtatious. That's who I am. I think becomes a lot more um, easily received. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. Good. Um, Let's do something fun to kind of end this on. I just like Googled a whole bunch of questions. Just literally, I was like, fun questions to ask your spouse on Google. But then I dived into different ones. So we'll put these like in... The ins- uh, on the caption and Instagram if people want to also talk about them, but they're just fun conversations. So there are a few questions here and some of them I want to do like what I think you're going to say, right. kind of like the marriage game or the wedding game sure. or whatever. But sometimes I just, I just want to ask you some of them right. also. Okay. Is there a memory you have of me that when you think about always makes you laugh? I have one for you. And yeah, every time it? I think about it, I literally cackle. What is it? Okay. <laughs> It's when you tried to do a handstand at the island at our old house and you literally broke broke your leg leg. off. Like when I think about that, I like I giggle. And then also when you one handed one handed handstand, then you landed on the island. I will also put this in stories for the reference. That one one Also, when you did the clap and tried to do a handstand in the hallway in the hotel and you like landed (laughs) on your neck. I'm surprised you're alive, to be honest. Those yeah. make me giggle, like just thinking about them because you're like, got it. And then you fall. <laughs> One, two, three, got it. <laughs> I forgot to put my hands up. I was intoxicated, in all fairness. Oh I was my super. God. I forgot to put my hands up yeah. for the I was th- I was 31 and we got kicked out of the bar that night. We did, yeah. And I forgot to put my hands down yeah. for the handstand. So I literally just crushed my face into oh the ground. Oh my God. One thing that, like, I, well, there's a lot of things that when I think about, I laugh, but. The one night at your parents' house when your parents were gone and the two of us just drank too much. Yeah. And I don't know, honest to God, I, I don't know if you got sunstroke that day or what, but you, you, you to me, were like high as a kite. <laughs> what was I doing? We laughed that, that <laughs> night. Oh, yeah. That night road, was rich. Jack. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was back that psychotic. Night? That night, I don't think I have laughed that hard in my entire life. Yes. You were hilarious the entire evening. That was pretty funny. Entirely. We're like at the end of the night, we were so tired. We were going to go to bed and I was still wired and Ryan goes to sleep and he hears whispering and he wakes up and I'm like an inch from his face and I'm you snapping. An inch. I could feel the hair on your nose. <laughs> I was singing. I sang the whole song. Hit the road, Jack. Hit the road, Jack. I'm and like, don't you come go back. to no. bed. He was like, what? What the fuck? What the fuck I is doing? wrong with you? Go to bed. <laughs> so creepy. Okay. That was pre-kids. Okay. Um, I like that memory of you. What? This is an interesting Drunk one. Drunk Britney's my favorite Britney. What did you hate as a child? But appreciate now. Is there anything? The word panties. What? I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. 
What did I hate as a child? Well, probably just food in general. You just appreciate it now. I appreciate food. I am so annoyed with our kids. Like they complain about pizza. They complain about chicken French. Who doesn't like French fries? Hey guys, we're gonna go to McDonald's and get you chicken fingers and fries. We don't want chicken fingers and fries. Are you kidding me? What is wrong with you? You get a toy, a box, a yogurt, a drink. Chicken fingers and fries, and you're going to complain about that? And no, you know what? McDonald's bothers me, but nothing bothers me more than pizza. Right. I know. Like, Who doesn't like pizza? Well, honestly. Do we have to eat this? Yes, you have to eat it. And guys, it's called pizza. Yeah. It's what? Old pizza, warm pizza, frozen pizza. It's all good. It's very disturbing. 18-day-old pizza? Good. <laughs> Never buy a medium. Okay. Um, what is the like the baddest thing you did as a kid? Like, what was I the stole. one thing that you got in trouble for? I stole a Beetlejuice toy. Oh, is this when you're... I think we talked about this. Your mom brought you back to Walmart, right? No, or, no. She oh. didn't bring me back to Walmart. It was Kmart when oh. I went oh. at the time. and uh, Or Zellers or whatever. Um, Beetlejuice came out with this toy where you put him into a coffin and yeah. then you, you turned a dial. And when you opened him up, he was a little Beetlejuice. Which it, all it did is just flipped over. But when you're a kid, you thought it was magic. Right. Well, I stole a little Beetlejuice. And I convinced my mom. This is how smart I was. I convinced my mom. <laughs> Super humble, too. To buy me <laughs> one of those 25-cent uh, things that come out in the plastic little domes. Right. That have the bottom on it. I swapped out the toy that was in there. Put the <gasps> Beetlejuice in there. And I, when I got in the car, I said, you're oh, my God, Mom, shit. I got Beetlejuice. Oh, my God. Well, my mom saw me playing with Beetlejuice while She's in the aisle. This is back in the day when they used to leave a toy out so the kids could play with the toy, right, which right. was genius marketing because then they had it in their hand. They were playing with it and yeah. they didn't have to think about what it would be like. They actually could be with it. Anyways, I stole that. My mom told me she's calling the cops on me and I ran away from home. <laughs> what you, where did you go? Well, this is embarrassing. I ran away from home in the middle of winter and I got to the front of the house and it was cold. And um, it was really cold. And so I went to the side of the house where it wasn't windy. And my mom, this is my mom was kind of mean, actually, now that I think about it. My mom had um, the dryer she was drying clothes and so the the dryer coming out of the house the yeah. exhaust coming out of yeah. the house was warm so i so laid underneath it there. my mom saw Pizza, me no. can I have some listen mom? to this my mom saw me down there realized what i was doing turned the fucking dryer off <laughs> she turned the fucking dryer off i love your mom she's like this kid's gonna she's freeze. like oh he's he trying to stay warm his he's trying to stay warm she's like Fuck she's you. whispering through the dryer beetlejuice 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 yeah <laughs> I, I love you, mom. And honestly, oh I'm proud God. of you for doing that. I love it. That's so good. Yeah, it got cold real quick. I love it. All right. Those are my three. We'll do a couple more next week because we're, we've been talking. We're going to wrap it up. I was a way better kid than you. Yeah. Apparently. And a way more understanding wife Jesus with uh, friendships, eight. but well, who's comparing? I'm done. Love you. I love you. Peace out. A-Town. Boop, 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 boop. taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on that's nice at caskers.com we make this experience easy caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code welcome 10 for ten dollars off your first purchase get ten dollars off your first purchase with code welcome 10 at caskers.com